The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back, everybody, to The Morning Drive. Curtin Anthony here, and joining us in studio now, it's Jim Dandenau from the Vermont State Democratic Party, Executive Director. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, guys. And also, also Esther Charleston. She is the uh, she's chair of the Affirmative, 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 I can't say that this morning, Affirmative Action Committee, uh, part of the State Democratic Party, right? Yes, I'm here. Good morning, Esther. Yeah. Good morning. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So who wants to start? What's the what's the latest on the where organization efforts are our reorganization efforts? So <clears throat> every two years, uh, the state requires parties to reorganize, uh, start uh, town committees, uh, caucus, and name their delegates to the county committees, and then the county committees caucus and name their delegates to the state committee, and the state committee runs the show for all of the parties. This is not just the Democratic Party; it's Democrats, Republicans, progressives, anybody else who wants to be a major party in Vermont. And uh, we are heading into a presidential election year. So we have a delegate selection process. We're going to have our national convention in Chicago uh, in August next year. And we're going to choose uh, 24 people to represent Vermont at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. And Esther is here as uh, part of our effort to make that delegation as diverse and representative as our coalition is in Vermont. And we're thrilled to have her. All right. Let's talk to Esther. Esther, what? Uh, how do... What kind of efforts are ongoing in regard to achieving that goal of diversity? Absolutely. So the DNC requires us to have a 50-50 split between men and women, but we also have diversity goals in our delegation to reflect our diversity and um, demographic. Um, democratic coalition. So the goal is to have one black delegate, one Hispanic, one Asian American Pacific Islander, Two from the LBGTQ community, two delegates with disability, and seven youth delegates, which means 36 and younger. That means youth. Gotcha. Gotcha. So those are the, those are the goals. And, and how did you come up with the... The, the breakdown of the goals. I mean, is, is that a statistical representation? It's a it's a measure it of population plus um, voting performance in the state. So we worked with the DNC to figure out um, what that representative uh, proportion would be inside of our 24-member delegation. And Esther, what was the total number of delegates that you have? So 24. 24. And how much? Did, how many did that total up to? The You said... Uh, well, I can give you the breakdown. So we have 24. The Vermont Dem- Democratic Convention will select 11. Eight delegates are already slotted for. So we have the um, VDP chair and vice chair, Vermont National Demographic Committee man and woman. Those are people that are automatically delegates. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then we have our elected officials as well as Governor Howard Dean who was the past chair of the DNC, that leaves five remaining. So we'll have two party leaders or elected officials, two at-large delegates, and two alternates. And how does it work? Do people come out? Do you go out looking for people, recruiting people? Do the people step forward, like for the elected positions, do they step forward and say, hey, I want to I seek out this position? I want to yes. go to the convention. Yes to both. 
So we're going to seek out, we're going to recruit, and folks can put their name in, in the hat. Yeah, And they get, so we're going to have our state convention uh, May of next year in Burlington. We're going to have delegates from all over the state, um, and we're going to figure out delegate numbers based on performance in the presidential primary at town meeting day next year. So the towns that um, give a stronger vote total to the Democratic candidate for president are going to have more representation at the state convention in Burlington next year. And then those delegations are going to show up at the state convention and they are going to hear speeches and, and they're going to, you know, our candidates for delegate are going to be encouraged to campaign um, and they will campaign at that convention and the delegates will choose the 11 at um, 11 members that we choose at that event um, who, and then those 11 people will get together as a group in early June and pick the remaining at large and alternate delegates. So do you, this is just looking into the crystal ball here. So do you think next year's convention, the big convention in Chicago, do you think it'll be a coronation or will it be uh, an actual, I mean, you have RFK running, uh, obviously president Biden's running. Uh, you have uh, the woman who ran last time, whose mm-hmm. name's escaping me right now. Marianne Williamson. There you go. Marianne mm-hmm. Williamson. Uh, I don't think it's considered, you know, a credible threat. Um, I, but RFK, the thing about RFK, of course, is comes from one of the most famous names in the United he does. States. He does. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's it's going to be it's a long time. You know, we've the, the last month and a half in Vermont has felt like two years. So who knows what's going to happen over the course of the next nine months. Um, but I, I am confident that um, we are going to have a presidential nominee who reflects our democratic values, whether that is protecting abortion rights. Uh, or a strong economy for all, or um, you know, climate resiliency and climate change protections. I, I'm I'm certain that our presidential nominee is going to reflect all of that and and is going to put some good work in as president in 2025. And so, regardless of when you get to Chicago, the convention is in Burlington in May. In May, yes. In May. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do you? I mean, even even if by that point the nominee is decided whether it be President Biden or whatever, looks like Biden at this point at least. But then you have the platform, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is that uh, will is any work done here on the platform before you go to the big national convention? Um, the work isn't really done here. We get um, seats on the platform committee as state Democrats, and uh, we will appoint, I think, temporary members of the platform committee in March of next year. And then once we have a real, a full delegation after our, um, after our convention in May, we'll have folks who will be permanent members of the platform committee and they will work together on, um, you know, filling in all of those planks, uh, about what Democrats stand for and what Democrats represent and we'll ratify it at the convention. And Esther, does that work the same way with regard to the platform committee where you have some work to do in making sure that the people that serve on the platform committee are, there's diversity in that too, or, or no, no. That's a difference. We only get one seat. Oh, there's one seat. On we the only, yeah, okay. there's there are three permanent committees um, at the convention. There's platform credentials and one other one that I'm blanking on right now. Um, but we only get one seat on each of those three committees. So I know this is beyond Vermont scope, but how was Chicago decided? Do you know? I don't. Um, I, I you know having. We had a DNC meeting in June and we had a training on like what to expect for planning the convention. And, and 
there are a lot of folks who have been around for a while. And, and as you guys know, we didn't have a, an in-person convention in 2020. So, uh, couldn't, the, right? No, we couldn't, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, but there were a lot of folks who had been around for the 2012 convention in Charlotte and the 2016 convention in Philly. Um, and uh, there, the, the benefits that Chicago offers are uh, the, how condensed everything is. Um, it sounds like all of the hotels and working spaces are going to be in a five-mile radius in Chicago. And I don't think that's something that we had on the table for some of the other towns that were um, on the agenda. And I know that it wasn't the case in 16. You know, folks that I talked to who were at the uh, convention in Philly in 16 talked about two-and-a-half-hour bus rides to the convention center from our hotel. And, you know, our I think our hotel was in Valley Forge in 16. And it, so it was it was a haul. The benefit of Chicago, I think, is that everything's kind of in walking distance. It'll be a brisk walk for some folks, but everything's really in walking distance to each other. So that's going to enable us to um, work collaboratively and build relationships with other delegates from other states. Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, as always, 888-414-0303. We're continuing our discussion now with Jim Dandenau. He is the executive director of the Vermont State Democratic Party. And we're talking to Esther Charleston, who is chairing the Affirmative Action Committee for the party. Uh, Esther, let's uh, give us your, how long have you been in this position with the party? And what's your political experience? Yeah, so I have been in this position not too long. I just started over the summer, um, actually before the summer. I think February. February. February yeah. Oh March. my! Time has gone I'm by. Flies by. We're having fun. Oh my gosh! So much fun, and I've been here in Vermont for the last four years, and I've had a blast. Where are you from before Vermont? I moved from Rhode Island and then Connecticut. Connecticut's home. Gotcha. There so, you go. New England. Yes. Yep. Yes. Not yep. too far. Not too far at all. And how have you liked uh, the four years in Vermont? Oh, I've had a blast. I um, I came at the perfect time. So I came June 2019, had no idea we would have a pandemic. Mm. But being a mother of two, this was the perfect place to be during that time. I bet everybody from Connecticut was calling like, whoa, can we come up too? And I said no. (laughs) (laughs) And I said no. Um, But I had a great time. It was a safe environment. I live in Middlebury. So it felt it felt good. It felt safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good little town. It is. Kurt and I were both born there. Really? Well, yeah. He, <laughs> from he was born from there and grew up in Middlebury. Yep. I was born at Porter, but grew up in Virgins. Okay, we're, we're not, old, not too old far. Addison County no, boys. Not too oh, far. wonderful. Now, uh, Jim, of course, the other thing that's coming up now is the Champlain Valley Fair starts a week from Friday. I assume you guys you have a booth again this year? I believe we do, yes. Figured you, figured you had to. That's yeah. thousands of people come through that fair. Our Chittenden County Dems, uh, I think, would not miss it for the world. Oh yeah, no, it's it's you literally have thousands of people that come through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what else? Now, when I think back in history, and again, I know this was a long time ago. So '68, I think, was that the last time you were in Chicago? No, uh, oh, you the Macarena one. '98, uh, I think, was in. Chicago. Oh, '98 was, was in Chicago. One. Yeah, see, now that's <laughs> the way I remember it. <laughs> the one where we there all the videos when as soon as they announced Everybody Chicago, was doing the Macarena. Was like, oh God, we're not going to do that again, are we? And no, I don't. I, I will 
I will do everything in my power to keep us from doing the Macarena this year. <laughs> but there is great potential. I mean, I realize it, but there is great potential for a reenactment of the 68. People are talking about it, at least. Well, it depends on how terrible the Cubs are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that you're, you're pre-planning and you're, you're actively uh, recruiting uh, a population that represents uh, the delegation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about it now makes perfect sense because... You know, it's going to be here before you know it. But I think people that that aren't typically politically active wonder how the process works. And if they want to get involved and haven't yet, uh, how, how what's the easiest way? So the best way um, to become a delegate to the National Convention is to have a relationship and a base on voters in your town. Okay. And to do that... You need to participate now, so we're encouraging you to come out in the party reorganization. And this is the time for that. And yes. So they can just go to the Vermont Democrat website, yep. and, and there's information there, town by town, or how? VTDemocrats.org. There's a party reorganization tab on there. They will You'll be able to sign up for a newsletter that'll get you more information about the work that we're doing. We're doing a lot of trainings on Zoom right now to teach folks um, how to build town committees that are um, engaging and active and also a little bit fun, right? You, mm-hmm. you know, you put Democrats really like arguing with each other about stuff, but if you don't have a social glue holding us together, then those arguments can well, cause I think, folks to break yeah, apart. Yeah, any, any organization, you know, and it's, it's not, it, it, whatever, whatever your political uh, belief is, I think you want to have a good organized organization. Right. And, and part of it is, but when you talk politics, you know, it's always going to be spicy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and if you don't have, you know, if you don't have that social glue, if you don't have a foundation of good faith yeah. that your relationship is built off of, then when you argue about environmental policy, then you're just going to walk away. And, yeah. you know, you know, yep. you know you're well, I'm just going to say I would pay to see Jim Danden out doing the <laughs> Macarena. So yeah. how much? Well, I'll have to think about that. Well, uh, yeah, so I, think, I think it'd be worth seeing Jim do the match. There's some time before the convention. <laughs> well, there might be a fundraiser. Yeah, there, might be. <laughs> there might be. There you go. Now, well, Esther, if you do it, let's get a whole line. We'll have the dream line, and then we'll turn it into a fundraiser for you. Okay. Now, Esther, um, yep. what goes into the process again? A little bit more on that. Um, you gave us the numbers of how many delegates you want to have mm-hmm. um, that represent different communities so that it's it's diverse. Let's say you have a number from the that come forward from the same to, to apply for the same you know de- position within the diversity numbers that you have. How do you sort through to decide which person you go with? If there's mul- if there's a multiple within the same class, it's, it's, what's we'll the process? Uh, it's, so the, but the, I mean, if there's more than can fit into the so we their goals they're not requirements so um it, it is ultimately up to the con- the state convention in yep. may to choose the delegation um our our work is on recruiting right yes. our work is on publicizing the process to folks on publicizing how to get involved with the democratic party now to uh, you know working with groups all over the state that represent uh you know that speak to these communities um and have members who are from these communities and and working to get them involved at the process now, um, but what the del- what what the convention chooses is what the convention chooses in mm-hmm. May. Um, you know we don't there aren't slots 
for these groups. There are and goals. it's it's open elections at the convention, so right. they, these people make compelling speeches. They yes. meet people. They they campaign. They have Absolutely. network. They you right. Yeah. They campaign. They have strong networks. They yep. they you know right. And then that's what I was going to do. And well said. No, you could. <laughs> and Esther, when uh, yeah, don't t- cut in on Esther's time, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> teamwork, teamwork. It's all right. <laughs> well, now, when uh, when the convention is over next May, um, and then you get ready for the big Chicago convention, Esther, do you continue in the same role as chair of the Affirmative Action Committee? Is there more work to do there, or do you take on other roles, other capacities? I still take on the role. And I believe I'm here for. You're here until until the next until two years. Until two years. Through the next election and beyond. Yep. yep. And then with the experience, I, I'll uh, You'll see really take over. See where it goes. See where go from there. <laughs> <laughs> Jim's like, I think I'm out of a job. <laughs> take it. No, Jim, we need you. We yeah, need you. No. Now remind us, Jim. You're the executive director. Who is the chair now? David Glidden. David Glidden. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's been not that long, right? March, just March, past March. year. Yeah, yep. Uh, he took over. Ann Lezak was the chair yes. prior to him. He was the vice chair, um, and stepped down to uh, go do humanitarian work in Uganda for a little while. That's right. And, I do remember uh, reading that. David David stepped in and took over, and uh, I believe is planning to run for re-election as chair in November when the state committee reorganizes. And do you guys have a goal in terms of how much money you want to raise for? Next year's elections, uh, et cetera. How much, how much money do you expect or intend to raise? Uh, we're figuring that out right now. Actually, we're in the budget process for next year, and uh, the budget process includes convention costs. Uh, it is not going to be cheap. So, uh, you know, but we're going to, our hope is to be able to provide some support um, first by building county committees and town committees, again, you know, with, with voting bases built in so that when these delegates get elected, our, our local uh, Democratic parties can hold fundraisers to support their delegates going to Chicago, um, but we're also hoping to do some centralized fundraising to support getting folks to the convention so that it's more accessible. Oh, so if you people. if you raised enough money, if someone became a delegate and couldn't afford it, you'd be able to provide hotel accommodations or that's that is the hope. I'm not uh, you know still early in the budget process, so I don't want to prom- make promises that we're not going to be able to keep. It's always a good idea. (laughs) Under promise, over deliver, right? Instead of the other way around. There you go. Esther or Jim, any, we've got about a minute left. Any other last second and other message you want to get out there? Join us. There you go. And you make it pretty easy. Mm -hmm. She's got it. And I like the idea that it's town by town. You're just doing a, just a blanket call. Everybody that's interested, you know, now's the time. And, and again, I do want to emphasize your personal politics we, there's a lot of people who are Democrats. There are a lot of people with a lot of different opinions who are Democrats. Um, if you're moderate, if you're progressive, you want to get stuff done, you want to help people, we want your help. Mm-hmm. Um, so got to have, have a big tent, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. yes. That welcomes uh, different points of view and everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Esther, one last quick question. This is outside party, but uh, Addison County got a lot of flooding. Did, oh, did you, any, yes. did you, were you spared from anything where you live? Thank you for asking. I was, but I have a lot of friends who weren't. So, yeah, we was, the last two months were really Vermont. It's been a it's been a journey. It's been a crazy summer. Yes, that's for sure. Yes, has. yes, yes. Well, thanks for coming in today, guys. And that wraps up another show. Boy, they go so fast, and it's a Monday. <laughs> yes, and be right back with us here tomorrow morning, starting starting at six o'clock in the morning. And uh, you know, Brian Kilmeade's up next on the. 
WVMT News Talk WVMT Burlington.